Hello there again. This is the Psychology Report. I uh, recently read a research study that um, revealed some findings that probably every mother already knows instinctively. But it does seem to confirm observations that I've had as a therapist and certainly as a parent and um, have heard from many other parents the same scenario. Let me tell you what it was. In the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, uh, just last year, a research study was published showing that preschool children become more similar to their closest playmates over time. Well, that's probably not profound, and we probably know that anyway, that if we spend time with people, we become more like them. And that was shown many years earlier, even with adults. So it's not just children, but even adults. If you have a particular friendship with somebody, you modify your behavior patterns in accordance with that particular person or group of people. They studied a group of uh, alcoholics who drink alcohol and um, studied how they drink, the style of drinking, if you will. And then they put them into a different group that had a different style of drinking altogether. And the group that was put into this new group of drinkers drank in the same way that the new drinkers drank. In other words, they adapted their style of drinking to the people that they were drinking with at the time. So there's a tremendous power in social relationships. And the people with whom we associate and the behavior patterns that they engage in we tend to engage in. So this little study was done with three and four-year-old kids in a preschool situation. And what they found is that these kids, these little children, tend to seek out other children similar to themselves. There's, I guess there's a comfort level there, or there's kind of a compatibility, or there's a kind of a framework of getting along and being able to communicate and being able to play harmoniously. But children seek out other children who are similar to themselves in behavior patterns and in personality patterns. But the study also tended to show that over the course of a year of schooling, uh, they uh, developed a, a pattern uh, that was similar to their very closest friend, their closest playmate. So it wasn't just the idea of, of a playmate or of any playmate or playmates, but it was the closest playmate that they really became like and adjusted their lifestyle, their play patterns to that particular person. So we are influenced socially, obviously we know that, but there are some children who have greater influence on others because of some particular strength in their personality or dominant feature in their personality. And kids who associate with them tend to adopt that particular dominant feature. So the message to, the, to a parent, of course, is, do you know with whom your children play? Out in the playground? In the street and around your house? In the preschool? In the kindergarten? In elementary school? Do you monitor the kids that they play with, and do you monitor the um, type of children 
they play with and what the predominant traits are of those with whom they play. You see, this is the whole point about social influence, that children have influence on each other. Adults have influence on each other. Young adults have influence one upon the other. So we certainly uh, know that there is a social factor, a social influence factor, you know, operating every time we are in a social situation. So as a parent, it's, it's very important that you observe and that you become aware of and that you find out the nature of the children with whom your children play. Ask the teacher. Observe for yourself. Go to the school. Observe some of the play activities and what your, who your child plays with and who your child chooses to play with. Consider who they bring home after school, what that child is like, or who they spend time with in the church, or who they spend time with in the playground, or in the neighborhood. Keep an eye on those kind of things. Do an, do an analysis of the nature of the social friendships that your child chooses, because your child will become similar to the children with whom your child plays. Now, if you like it, encourage it. If you don't like it, you have to discourage it, and perhaps you may have to intercede and actually break up that relationship. Now, we've known this as a parent you know, over the years. We have teenage daughters that date some guy that uh, you really question. You question his values, you question his morals, you question his intellectual ability or his social uh, adaptation or his career objectives or academic performance. Of course you question that. But you have to do more than question it. You have to observe. And if you see that your kid, your child, your teenager is becoming similar to somebody else that you don't particularly appreciate, and you don't like that kind of behavior pattern, break it up. Step in. Stop that relationship. Terminate that relationship. And then monitor to make sure that it terminates. And then help your child find other friends, other associations, other relationships that are more healthy or that are more positive or that are more in keeping with the value systems of your family and your home. You see, from a value point of view, you don't want your kid associating with children and kids of their similar age who have a different value system. I mean, you're going to mess up your child by giving a mixed message. You teach one value system at home and they go to school and associate with children of a different value system. Now, some degree of variation is, is acceptable and can, is workable. But if those value systems clash and are quite different, you as a parent have a responsibility to step in and alter your child's choices of friends. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of parents homeschool. One of the reasons why a lot of parents send their child to a charter school because they can choose or they can pick the value system of their friends. You could, they can be more influential in terms of what are the friendships like at that school or in that particular uh, playground or in that activity. And if you can support your child playing with a person of a different value system and or maybe it's just slightly different, then may, you may want to allow it. But if it's quite different, if it's distinct, distinctly different, then maybe you need to step in and stop it, alter it, protect it.
Protect your child. Children sometimes don't see it until later. Children sometimes don't realize that they are being influenced. They don't realize that they are adopting some of the behavior patterns of their friends. I remember one girl who every time she came home was snarly, was snippet, was just kind of grouchy. So the parents said to that particular girl, you know what, whenever you play with this particular playmate, your friend, you come home grouchy. So what I want you to do the next time that you play with that particular friend, monitor, find out what it is about that person that makes you grouchy. Is that person a grouchy person? And does that person make you grouchy? You know what happened? The girl came home after a couple of days or a couple of weeks and said, you know, it's true. I am grouchy after I play with this particular person. And I got to stop it. So that relationship ended. Mutually agreed upon. The parent was pleased, the child was pleased, and the child went on to make other kind of relationships and they became more normalized. You see, sometimes a parent is just kind of absorbed in their own life and just let the kids kind of go their own way and, you know, just appreciate the fact that they have a friend or that they have friends of the same age or whatever it might be and just let it be. Well, you can't do that. You can't do that. As a parent, you must observe and you must monitor and you must be aware of the personality congruency between your child and, their, and the child's friends that they pick and choose at school and playground and so on. But you also have to look at the behavior patterns and the value systems of your home and the value systems of the home of, the, of other children. And maybe that's where you need to step in and just monitor, but also keep check on, and maybe even step in and stop relationships because they're going sour. They're going in an incongruent manner to your own value system. Why would you work hard at developing a value system in your home and for your children and then let your children just pick and choose friends that have a different value system? They're going to adopt that different value system, and then you're going to be in trouble. Then you're going to be mad. Then you're going to be upset. So, yes, parent control, parent monitoring, parent choice, you know, parent involvement is the word of the day. You need to do it as a parent. Don't let your kids be subjected to children that are substantially different in values and morals and ways of life and behavior patterns because you're going to be unhappy in the long run. You're going to pay a price for that. So be involved as a parent. Monitor, look, attend, change schools if you have to. Go to a charter school if that is necessary. Do homeschooling if that would be helpful. You know, stop friendships. Develop new friendships. Go places where the new friends can be developed. But monitor the social behavior patterns, the social attitudinal behavior patterns, the social values of your children. Keep track of them and make sure they're consistent with the value systems that you desire and that you are trying to develop in the context of your own home. Well, anyway, nice to have you with me today, and uh, this has been the Psychology Report. Remember, we are focusing now on the crisis pregnancy center of your community, or sometimes known as the pregnancy care center. 
of your community. Wherever you live, check out the Crisis Pregnancy Center or the Pregnancy Care Center of your community. And if you know somebody who's in a crisis pregnancy, refer them. Refer them because they'll work with your situation and understand it and look at the options and alternatives and ways to help you or help a child or a young person through that particular circumstance and situation. In all these care centers, pregnancy care centers or uh, crisis pregnancy center, whatever they're called in your community, they all operate on donations. They all operate on gifts from the community and from their friends and people that appreciate their services. So if this is important to you, or maybe I suggest let it be an important issue for you. But send them a few dollars. Get, give them a little boost. Give them some help because they rely on the income that they get from donations to run that operation. So this is your opportunity to be part of a solution for a lot of young women and a lot of young men who are in a crisis pregnancy situation and have maybe nowhere else to turn. But here is a place to turn, the Crisis Pregnancy Center of your community. So I recommend it to you. Okay, bye for now. This has been the Psychology Report.